Yo, 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 what it do, week two, we back. Myself, Max Olsen, alongside Brock Bierman and Chase Winterboard. We are back to 515 Sports Podcast, your favorite podcast. You know, we're streaming on Apple now. We're streaming on Spotify. We got SoundCloud. I'm ready to get rolling this week. We're going to start off with the Big Ten. That's right. We are going to be doing uh, three episodes this week just because It'll give us more time to talk about these big conferences as all of them will have an impact on the college football playoffs as a whole, as well as just the overall landscape of college football in the future. So first episode will be Big Ten. Then we'll do the Big 12 later this week. And then we will end the week with the SEC. So starting out with the Big Ten, we'll start talking about divisions, who we think will come out of the divisions, some players to watch for, teams that could surprise people, and then, of course, best bets so chase how are we feeling about the big 10 today pretty good i think the east is pretty predictable but the west i had nightmares uh, thinking about it so i have no idea what's going to happen in the west so i don't know about you guys but i think it's still it should be a good division it should be fun obviously uh three big dogs big 10 big 12 sec so i think it should be a good conference yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a good conference to talk about right away. I mean, like you said, I think the Big Ten East is, I would say, a little predictable. And the Big Ten West, I feel like, is always the one that you really have no idea what's going to happen year in and year out. Yeah, I mean, hey, Max, it's an even year. Northwestern? Let's go, Cats! <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I don't really either, but I'm going to Northwestern, so... Let's go catch. So with that, we will get into our uh, Big Ten predictions, starting out in the, as you guys would say, predictable East Division. So, Chase, if you want to start us off with your predictions in the East Division. Yeah, all right. So obviously at one, we're going to go Ohio State, pretty predictable. At two is kind of a toss-up because I wanted to throw Penn State at two, but I decided to go with Michigan. Then obviously we're going to go Penn State at three which I don't know why I said obviously, because I think Michigan State's actually going to be pretty solid as well. Uh, obviously, Michigan State, I mean, they were 7-2 and in conference play last year, finished out 11-2. and But um, obviously, I think Penn State's going to be a little bit better this year. I think Sean Clifford's going to – I mean, I don't really think he was as good as what people thought he was. So I think they're going to at least have a little bit better year this year. So I got them at three. Michigan State, four. We're going Maryland, five. And then Ruckert, six. And Indiana, seven. I mean, I feel like the these bottom three teams just kind of fall off. I don't know what you guys think, but I think after Michigan State, it just kind of falls off. So what do you guys got? Well, I have – I'm kind of with you, Chase. I have Ohio State at one. I feel like that is pretty obvious. I'm pretty big on Ohio State this year. I actually think they make the playoff. And then I have Michigan at two, which there's a lot of interesting things going on at Michigan. Um, but I just think that QB battle is going to be interesting for sure. Then I got Penn State, Michigan State, and then I literally wrote drop off because I think you're right, Chase, those bottom three teams, there's going to be a fair drop off there. And I think Maryland, then I have Rutgers, and then I have Indiana. I think Maryland has a really good offense, but I just think their defense is just going to, it's going to be tough for them right away. I am in the same boat as you guys. I have Ohio State at number one, but I went with Penn State at two. The reason I went with that is their defense last year was great. Of course, they don't return half of their defense, but I know for sure James Franklin has always been able to produce a good defense at Penn State. 
And the fact that they host Ohio State and also actually go to Michigan, beating Ohio State at home will be a huge factor in being number two in the conference. I don't think that would result in them being number one in the East. So I have Michigan at three. Um, Michigan, another great defense. They're going to win them a bunch of games on the defensive side of the ball, as well as the offense. But the fact that they're going to Ohio State is going to be the X factor in deciding whether they finish second or third in the conference. I can't remember what the streak was for Ohio State's consecutive wins against Michigan that was broken last year at Michigan. But I don't see Michigan winning two years in a row against Ohio State, especially with it being in Columbus. With that being said, number four, I have Michigan State. Just like you guys said, they could surprise some people and get a little higher in the rankings at the end of the season. The problem I have with that team is their defense gave up 455 yards per game, which was last in the Big Ten. That was uh, surprising to see. And they also gave up 337 passing yards per game, which was also last in the Big Ten. So if their defense does not improve, which they do return over half of their defense, they are going to either finish fourth or even lower if they uh, get shocked by a couple teams later on in the season. And then the bottom half of the East, like you guys said, kind of just drops off. I do have Maryland at five, like you guys. And then I put Indiana at six and Rutgers at seven. I don't really have a key reason why either of them would finish above the other. It's just what I went with. So I could see Rutgers easily finishing six and Indiana at seven. Um, but I guess that game against each other may decide that. So, oh, yeah, I know I you'll have. be tuned in, Brock. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Love me some Indiana Rutgers football. Yeah, no, um, I kind of want to like touch back here on Michigan State a little bit. Like, yes, bro, I definitely agree. Their defense was just atrocious last year. But I mean, kind of had like the big three for them last year. You know, you had Kenneth Walker, you had Peyton Thorne, and then Jaden Reed. And they still got Jaden Reed and Peyton Thorne, right? But I think the big question for this team is how are they going to replace Kenneth Walker, who is now a Seattle Seahawk? I mean, I think that's their big question coming into the year is defense and replacing the run game. Definitely. I I love Peyton Thorne and uh, Jaden Reed. That connection is going to be the X factor for that offense this year. But they do need to find someone to replace that run game. And it doesn't even need to be a top of the conference run game. As long as they're passing with Peyton Thorne or works well, they could win some games with that offense. I think Michigan State, the key to that is, like you guys said, I think they just need to replace the run game. I mean, you're not going to have a Doak Walker Award finalist coming in. So I think it's that's hard to replace right away. So I'm I'm interested to see how they do that and if they can really pick up that same amount that Kenneth Walker was able to produce for them. And if they can, then maybe they're, again, they're up there in the top of the Big Ten East. But I just, I don't think they can right away. And I think kind of going into Penn State a little bit from that is I just think Clifford is better than Thorne and I think that's what it kind of comes down to because I think both teams are pretty equal and I think in determining who's going to be third and fourth in that conference I just think Clifford's better than Thorne he's been there longer Thorne kind of scares me a little bit because he makes some questionable decisions at times where he just kind of chucks it and you're like well see what happens there but I mean I think a lot of quarterbacks do that as well I just think Clifford's a little bit more of the safe bet at QB there that's my only edge to Penn State there in terms of those two. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Max. You uh, made me think of something. So I actually do agree. I think Clifford is better, 
But hear this stat. So I think the reason that, you know, they weren't really good last year was the offensive line. They uh, gave up the most sacks out of any Big Ten team with 44. Like, that's really going to be the key point for them is the offensive line needs to be better. And I think if it's if it is better, then obviously I think Clifford's going to have a lot more time back in the pocket, right? And he's going to be able to make those throws that we know he can make. I think that's Penn State's big thing as well. And with uh, going off of Penn State, I have them at two. I think you both had them ranked at, uh, in the third spot for the East Division. They also add a wide receiver transfer, Mitchell Tinsley, who had 1,400 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns last season. So that's another threat for Sean Clifford to use on the offensive side. That's the big reason why I ended up putting them at two, because they added another threat on the receiving side of the ball. I think the X factor for Penn State to be able to finish second is going to be whether Sean Clifford and the offensive line are going to be able to produce consistently because there are moments where they just kind of look like they're struggling. I mean, he didn't play the entire game against Iowa last year, but you could tell that offensive line was struggling big time, not giving their backup quarterback any chances to make any plays. Not that the backup quarterback was even able to make plays when they gave him the chance, but if that offensive line doesn't show up, Sean Clifford's going to have another um, okay year, but he also may get injured again, just like he did against Iowa. Yep, 100% agree, Brock. Yeah, so Brock has Penn State at two. I have Michigan at two. I think Michigan is just going to be overall a little bit better than Penn State. I think Michigan has an interesting debacle on their hands here, for lack of a better word, is that they have Caden McNamara, who took him to the college football playoff last year. They also have J.J. McCarthy, who is, in my opinion, I think he's a better quarterback. I think he's a good dual threat option. He just needs to get more consistent with passing. The accuracy with his passes are you know, subpar. And I think last year they brought him in and he would run some of those, you know, read option type plays or he'd run that little pitch out wide. Like he'd do some of that stuff and it kind of gave him a different element to their offense that I like. I would like if I'm a Michigan fan. But I think that's going to be the key here for Michigan to kind of stay above Penn State is that QB battle and who they ultimately go with, whether that is McCarthy or McNamara. That's going to be the big key for them. And it's also Michigan's going to have a harder time, I think, too, because they're not going to be able to replace those edge guys they had on defense. Like, you're not going to be able to replace Hutchinson that well. Like, you don't have another Hutchinson just coming in. So I think replacing their defense is going to be tough. And you don't see teams like this college football era playoff era you only see teams that come out of nowhere go back into the playoff like you pretty much always have the same consistent three teams and then one team is just like a random outsider I don't think Michigan's going to be able to repeat back ultimately because they're not going to have those edge guys on defense who are able to get pressure on quarterback they're still going to have Blake Corum at running back so I like that for them but I just I don't think they're going to be good enough to leapfrog Ohio State and win the Big Ten East and I but I do think they'll be a little bit better than Penn State just because they have that experience from last year it'll just be interesting to see how they ultimately are able to put the pieces back together around that defense and who their starting quarterback is going to be so the wrap up it looks like we both all three of us have Ohio State finishing first then we have some issues well not issues just disagreements with Penn State and Michigan where they're going to finish in the conference either two or three uh, Michigan State at four is a consistent one for all three of us. Maryland at five. And then the bottom tier switches depending on who you are and just 
your thoughts on both teams. So we'll now transition over to the Big Ten West. So with that, we will start with Chase again, of course, with his preview on the Big Ten West. So, man, I dug way too much into this. I did a lot of asking. Uh, asked, I shout out my boy Reese Hewen. I asked him a lot uh, for a little bit of help because he's uh, probably the best Big Ten West expert that I know. And, heck, he couldn't even figure it out either. So this was like flipping a coin, boys. So where at number one, I went with Wisconsin. Two, Iowa. I think that I think that's going to be consistent. I really think it's either going to be Iowa-Wisconsin or Wisconsin-Iowa. I, I truly believe that. But then after the – I mean – I don't know. So at three, I got Purdue, four, Minnesota, five, Nebraska, six, Illinois. I'm sorry, Max. I'm I'm sleeping on them. Seven, Northwestern. But I don't know. I think after these top two teams, Wisconsin, Iowa, I think it just, I mean, I really don't know what's going to happen. So I don't know. You guys got any thoughts? Well, here, I'll give you mine. I mean, yeah, Northwestern at one? <laughs> yeah. Catch. <laughs> mine, I got Wisconsin at one, like Chase said. I think they're going to be pretty solid this year, to be honest with you. I think Iowa at two. I think that Iowa-Wisconsin game is going to be potentially the game to decide who wins the Big Ten West. I got Purdue at three. I think Purdue's actually a, a solid three. I think losing David Bell is going to, going to hurt him. But it's also going to depend on Aiden O'Connell if he can put up points again on offense. Like that game, bowl game last year against Tennessee, it was electric. They were just going off in the Music City Bowl. Oh, my just gosh. Such points, a good bowl game. Points, yes. points. Here, you want some points? Yep, points, points, you know, just points everywhere. And I think Purdue can keep that going for sure. Obviously, you got to replace David Bell. But they've been able to produce, like, these random receivers that are actually pretty solid for a long time. So I think they'll be able to be okay there. Defense is going to have a hard time, but they can score points. You might be okay in the Big Ten. Then I got Minnesota at four. They just always – I feel like they always get hurt. There's always something where they're like, oh, this guy – Torres calf he's out for the year and you're like oh okay well there there goes that and the boat just stops rowing then I have you know cats Northwestern baby they'll they'll be better than Nebraska don't worry don't worry I'm saying it right now and then well, I got Illinois, then I got Illinois last cats <laughs> dude I'm telling you I'll say this about Northwestern best offensive tackle in college football yes yes I I, I agree Max Peter Scorn Kowski, baby. Best offensive tackle in football. Cats are back. Because, you know, the offensive tackle decides whether you win football games or not. Yeah, he does. 99% of the time, right? Please, please respect the offensive tackle. We got to give some big fella love out here. Big guy balling. (laughs) Big guy balling. All right. Well, I have Wisconsin at one. I just think they're probably the best team in the West. I don't think they will win the conference championship game if they make it, though. I think Ohio State's going to just run the conference, make the college football playoffs, obviously. And then at two, a little surprise pick, I got Minnesota at two. I feel like if they can stay healthy, that's the, that's like oh. what you said, Max. If they can stay healthy, I think they could actually pull off a great season and finish second in the Big Ten West. Their defense is top 10, ranked on pretty much every stat that I looked up for yards given up per game and they return over half of their defense. The thing that will be an issue is they go to Penn state, they go to Nebraska and they go to Wisconsin. So I wasn't really thinking about the schedule. I think the team will be good enough to at least compete in those games and maybe even 
win a couple of those, but I have them at two. Iowa at three. The only reason I have Iowa at three is I really don't know what their offense is going to look like. Their defense, I can guarantee you, is going to win them a lot of football games or at least put them in positions to win a lot of football games this year. Spencer Petras, he's going to have to step up or step aside for the backup quarterback, whoever that second stringer they decide to be. I don't know who they had on their list at the time. I know they went through a couple last year, but Petras went 1,800 yards, 10 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I don't think that's good enough to finish second this year in the Big Ten West. Of course, they finished first in the Big Ten West last year, but I don't think that kind of production will get you into the conference championship game this year. Purdue at four. Purdue, I feel like, has Iowa's number when it comes to facing up against each other. So that's why I put Iowa at three, but I don't think Purdue will finish above Iowa because they don't always show up against other teams. With that being said, I have Nebraska at five. Scott Frost, you need to show up or leave. How many wins is considered a good season for Nebraska this year to keep him? Six. I don't I don't know because I felt like he should have been gone a little while ago, but he's still there. So I think I honestly feel like they're not going to get rid of him until he wins like three games and they're like, oh, we have to. I It, it just blows my mind that they fired a guy who won nine and 10 games each year and Bo Pelini because they didn't think that, that he was producing enough. And now they have a guy who hasn't made a bowl game yet and they're still hanging on to this guy. So Scott Frost, you need to show up or you need to pack your bags and get out. But yes, I have Nebraska at five. And then I got Northwestern at six, go cats. And then Illinois at seven. Yeah, I, I like that list, Brock. I, w- I have a crazy number for you. I was looking at um, Minnesota's roster, right? Had a little help with Reese Hewen. Shout out Reese again. Guess how many redshirt seniors are projected to be starting? Ten. I would have to get eight, eight or nine, given on how Max, many. All right, Max must people. have looked at it. Yeah, it's ten. I, I mean, I, oh, I thought that ten? Number, Yeah, it's actually ten. good guess, buddy. No, I thought that number just really stuck out to me. So, and I think there was. I'd have to look one more time. I think there's seven or eight on offense. If they can keep everyone healthy on offense, I mean, I think they can be pretty productive on offense. I don't know. It's just a matter of if they can stay healthy, you know? I mean, I this team definitely has experience, so I would not really sleep on them that much because obviously Brock has them at two. Um, and then kind of going back to Purdue, I know Max and I are a little bit higher on them. If you look at Purdue's schedule, I mean, this is about as easy as it gets, in my opinion. I mean, they start out, obviously, with Penn State at home, which, I mean, who knows? Maybe they could pull it off. But then, I mean, after that, they don't, they don't get the top three teams from the East, or the top four, we should say. They don't get Ohio State, Michigan, or Michigan State. I mean, I don't know. I think they got a pretty easy schedule. And then also who has a pretty easy schedule is Nebraska. But, I mean, like we said, can they really capitalize off an easy schedule? And going off of uh, schedule strength and all that, another reason why I put Iowa at three, they actually have a pretty tough conference schedule this year compared to most years. They're playing both Michigan yep. and Ohio State which they're going to Ohio State. Ohio State, come on. That's a really tough place to play. And Michigan at home will probably be a night game. I think it already may have been confirmed as a night game. So that Kinnick will be rocking for that game. If they can pull that one out, also beat Purdue at Purdue. 
I actually like their chances to finish second or first. It's just same thing with Purdue. Iowa and Purdue sometimes don't show up against games that they should win, and it's kind of concerning. So that was a big reason why I put them at three. I'll say this while we're on the topic of Iowa. I think their defense, like we talked about a little bit, just studs. I think Jack Campbell wins player of the year. Riley Moss is a stud. They got Wampa coming in. Like They got a bunch of dudes that are just dogs back there on defense, and that's what they had last year, right? They didn't really lose too many guys, and they're going to have pretty much a very similar defense. Kayvon Merriweather, I think, back. So they're going to be pretty good, solid defense. Like we talked about, the key is Petrus, in my opinion. I think he has the ability to be good enough, kind of like Nate Stanley was, where he was good enough that they just win, right? That's all they need. And I think Petrus can do that. I don't know if he will, but he definitely has the ability to do that. I think he can make a jump. I think if the coaching staff really just is like, Petrus is the dude, whether he is, we win zero games or we win all the games. Petrus is the dude. Last year, I think there's too much. Oh, Padilla's starting. Oh, this guy's starting. Petrus, you're bench now, buddy. Like, that's tough on your mental if you're a quarterback. Now, will he make that jump? I don't know. But I think the key to that, too, is Ference and them. Petrus is our guy. We're riding him until the wheels fall off. That's what we're doing. And that's how it's going. If you put that confidence in him, I think he can do good enough to win to win the Big Ten West, too, if they have to. So I think Petrus can do it. You just got to instill that confidence in him if you're the coaching staff. Definitely. And uh, I will point this out. I don't think they will lose this game, but South Dakota State is a legit FCS team, so they can't overlook week one for sure. But, I again, like I still think they win that game. Uh, their non-conference favors them with, I think, all of them being at home, it looks like. But it's once they hit conference play that I think they may struggle a little bit. Their defense will 100% keep them in games. It's just whether that offense shows up or not. And I guess kind of going off that, Brock, the reason I have Wisconsin ahead of Iowa is because I do think Mertz is just better than Petrus. And I think Braylon Allen is oh top my. two. Top Dog. two running back in college football, if not one. I think him and B. John Robinson are the top two guys, Like, and it's not really close, in my opinion. And I think Braylon Allen is a stud. He showed it last year. And Wisconsin always will run the ball. Like they're, He's going to rack up yards. If you're doing like college football fantasy, I would be potentially taking Braylon Allen like top two pick. Dude's going to just stack up the yards. And I think Mertz is not terrible. Like He came in as like one of the best re- quarterback recruits in Wisconsin history, and I think he can show it. He's been around under the helm for two years now. It's his junior year. I think he's kind of got that older mentality now. And their defense, again, always solid. I think Nick Herbig, I think his name is, he's a linebacker for him. I think he could win defensive player of the year. I think him and Jack Campbell are the two guys to win defensive player of the year, in my opinion, for the whole Big Ten. So they'll be solid. The defense is always good. I think it's the same as Iowa, right? Their running game is usually pretty solid. Both O-lines usually need a little help and pass, but their run game's solid. Their defenses are solid. And then, in my opinion, I just think Merch is better than Petrus, and I think that's what gets it done. That's why I have him at one. You mentioned uh, Braylon Allen. Almost 1,300 rushing yards last year, 12 touchdowns 
on 6.8 yards per carry, which that's that's pretty good for a running back. I mean, you can't ask for more. Like you said, top two, top three running back in probably college football. So with that, uh, we talked about the Big Ten West, and it looks like we all have Wisconsin finishing first. That's when a little bit of a shakeup happens. Both Max and Chase have Iowa finishing second. I have Minnesota being a little sleeper team and finishing second. After that, I think we all – did we all have Purdue at four? I had them at three. Three? So Purdue finishing around three, four, depending on who you're talking to. Um, Nebraska needs to show up this year. Max has Northwestern finishing better than yes, sir. Nebraska, which would be really shocking and honestly hilarious to see if, if that actually happens. Well, I mean, it's going to happen, so prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves for a even-year Northwestern Wildcats team. And then last. bottom tier, depending on who you're talking to, could be Nebraska, Illinois, or Northwestern. Illinois was the consistent second to last or dead last team. But that is the Big Ten right there. It's going to be a great conference to watch throughout the season. There are going to be a lot of marquee games to pay attention to, like Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. That game is always entertaining. And then Iowa versus Wisconsin will be a key game and others. As we wrap things up, any final remarks on the Big Ten conferences, best bets that you guys want to point out to our listeners before we end the show? I mean, this one is going to take like five seconds. This will take no explanation. Nebraska under five and a half conference wins. It's juicy at minus 170. You don't need to question me. Take it and leave it. Max, what do you got? So Chase likes to do best bets that are kind of like minus 125, minus this, that. Oh, I got a good one coming, Big 12. Just I like to hit the best bets that are like plus 200 because, you know, I'm risky. Okay, so Wisconsin to win the Big 10 West plus 190. I like it. Also, I looked at, I looked at DraftKings last night. Iowa is at plus 400 right now. I do not hate that at all. Yeah, that's good that. value. Very I don't value. hate that at all. There is great value there. Guess who's second projected when I looked last night? Nebraska. It Nebraska. Yeah, like no, it's ridiculous. It plus is ridiculous. like 260. Nebraska was like plus that's 260. That's crazy. Which kind of juices Iowa's odds then because I think Iowa's second in that conference, and it's like pretty easily in my opinion. Brock has Minnesota second. But I think if Petrus can do it, I think they plus 400 is pretty good odds. I ain't going to lie. So I would hit Wisconsin, Big Ten West, plus 190. Maybe a little sprinkle on Iowa plus 400 <laughs> if you're feeling like it. Tread That's lightly. my best bet. Tread lightly. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I, I would assume, I don't know what their number's at, but you probably have Northwestern over conference wins. Yeah, I didn't, need, I, didn't, I, didn't even, I didn't even need to look. <laughs> I just know it's happening. <laughs> That's great. Well, that's the Big Ten Conference, and that is pretty much the episode as we finish things up here. We'll be talking about the Big 12 in the next episode, talking about who we think are going to finish in the top of the conference, some uh, players to watch and games to watch, but it should be a good one. Yeah, yeah. Like Brock said, Big 12 next episode. So that's the Big Ten from us. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We appreciate the love and support. We will see you all next time.